Well, hello, everybody. What a beautiful day it is. It's June 27th, 2018, and you have tuned into the We Are MCBS podcast. Oh, I can't believe it's time for another episode. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey. We got a table full of excited coffee drinkers here, and across the table of honor from me, we have Emily Ray, the esteemed Emily Ray, the renowned and the highly lauded Emily Ray. Emily, how the heck are you? Ah, Jason, I'm doing so fantastic today. Happy to be here, uh, finally, uh, across the table of honor. Right. We've been waiting and waiting, and it's finally happened. Well, here I am, and I'm ready to talk about some media related goodness on the mcbs podcast absolutely because this is where people come when they want to learn more about media strategy and find out what in the world is happening in this crazy media world that we're all a part of and luckily emily and i do not have to figure out what's going on in this crazy world we have young people to do that this new generation that's coming up to make it so that we don't have to do all the work we used to do. Yeah, that was really my biggest fear coming on the podcast was that I was going to have to know something. But I'm glad to hear right off the bat that it falls squarely on the shoulders of our amazing students. Yep, we're in luck. All right, with our ignorance already proclaimed, it is time <laughs> to launch off into one of our segments for today. And I think we're going to start off with it's a favorite. This is one that Emily and I came up with almost four years ago when the podcast was in a whole different format. This is I Can't Believe That's Somebody's Job. Alexis, are you here? I am. There you are. Alexis Ajo bringing us I Can't Believe This Is Somebody's Job. I'm always worried, Alexis, that you're going to find one of these and disappear and take one of these jobs that you're locating. One of these days. I don't know. This one that I have today is pretty cool. Well, hit us with it. What you got? All right. So back home where I am from, which is the glorious and amazing Seattle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it's glorious and amazing. <laughs> I love it. And I miss it very much. For the weather, I've heard it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. It's pretty good. June through August. <laughs> I mean, it, they, oh, they're always saying it rains in Seattle, but I mean, like, it doesn't rain like it does here. It drizzles on a consistent basis. I'd say that's accurate. <laughs> but otherwise, like, the amount of water that falls is nowhere near how it is here. Well, as a lifelong Floridian, I'm ready for some of that overcast all year long. So okay. I'll, I'll meet you up in Seattle. That sounds like my, <laughs> my speed. Right. It's really nice. But uh, so I was going on, you know, indeed, checking around, seeing what jobs are available for when I move back home at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And there is this one place. It's called the Museum of Flight. It's one of my favorite museums in the local area. I've pretty much been going there ever since I was a kid because cool. my dad is super into airplanes. He would build airplanes. Like I remember growing up, going to like the airfield, he had one in a hangar we would work on and I would like sit in the cockpit and just hang out or he built them at home. Like even right now he has the body of an airplane like hanging out in the garage. This so is <laughs> definitely a museum made for your family. Yes, then. exactly. So it's really cool. Are you talking about your dad's garage? Yeah. Is, that, <laughs> is this a real place? <laughs> right, I know. Or just what you call the garage. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So the Museum of Flight is the largest independent nonprofit air and space museum in the world. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you're military, you can get in for free. But they have a listing to be part of their drone programs. So pretty much they have a program utilizing drones to provide like educational programs and kind of like explain flight and all that it incorporates. Well, that's spectacular. Yeah, I mean, that's really fun considering a lot of the students here use drones and it's like they're really accessible now mm -hmm. so i think it's a really cool program 
and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what they do with it. Like, I don't have a lot of experience with drones. I wasn't part of your workshop when you were doing the drone thing. Yep, we had a drone workshop yeah. here on campus. That was pretty cool. It made me really sad to miss out on that. But considering that, I'm actually really interested in this, considering it's a place that I know, and I just I can imagine what they're using it for. Well, I, I know for a fact that these are exciting because anytime you fly one, people gather around to watch. Yes. And so if they excite everybody, that means they completely excite anybody under the age of like 12. Yep. So if you want to teach a concept and you've got something that attracts people's attention, well, you, this is a golden opportunity. We've got mm -hmm. drones and learning. There's right. a million things you could teach with these. Yeah. Tons of cool stuff that you could do with them and especially in the location as this museum is, is they have an airfield and an airstrip there. So there's so much space to do whatever you want with these things. Man. So is this a summer position? Like it's a summer camp thing that's seasonal or is this a year round gig? You know, I'm not exactly sure right now. They're just listening it as just a paid internship for part time. Mm -hmm. And then of course with Seattle, the minimum wage is like 15. So hey, yo guys. What? Yep. That's like up there with future Chick-fil-A. Washington State has the highest minimum wage, mm. period. It's right now at 11.50. Don't quote me on that. It's 11 at least. It was 11 when I dollars is like a teacher's salary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if that makes me excited or a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> So Alexis, before we let you go, is there any chance that you're going to leave us and go try to secure that internship? I mean, probably not this time around, considering I still got a while until I graduate. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure but, you're not leaving us before the degree. Right. But definitely once I get back home, if they still offer something like this, or I'll check out whatever else they have, because it's such a cool place and it's a cool opportunity. Well, that would be great. You keep us up to date. And since I'm not military, I'm hoping you can get me some cheap tickets. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Well, next up, we've got Tasia T-Pain Turner, and she's brought a potentially new segment. It may have previously been news-related, but now we're thinking of calling it Tasia's Theories. Because I feel like every time I'm up here, I tell you something about technology, and it kind of ends in a iRobot Terminator situation mm -hmm. in my eyes, so mm -hmm. yes. I remember we were talking about microwave popcorn and you eventually work that over into how Terminators were going to kill us all. So I, I do know that you're, it's a slippery slope, Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you've got something else for us today. So I'm looking forward to hearing it. I do. Well, what, what do we have to fear now, Tasia? Well, this one might not be so much as a fear. Um, Tough University, which I believe is in like Massachusetts. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They had researchers come up with like a gold sticker thing that goes on your tooth. So it kind of looks like you're a pimp low key because you get a gold tooth. I'm and in. It, um, it counts your calories and like sugar intake and alcohol intake. I'm out. Okay. And then, um, but the information gets sent to your phone. I don't know exactly what happens once the information gets sent to your phone. They didn't say that. I don't know if your phone like vibrates a thousand times, like stop drinking or whatever, but <laughs> they do that. But they say they do it to like stop diabetes or to help people that have problems with like hypertension or things like that. So that's pretty cool because it's really a small, small little like speck of gold. So inside, I guess it has all these like, I don't want to say wires. Sensors. It, yes, yeah. sensors. And they just, I guess they're sensitive to like glucose and things like that. So... Well, that's impressive. That is impressive. All of that like biofeedback yeah. coming from just a little gold cap that you put on your tooth. It's interesting. I mean, I can see how using it for medical 
problems uh, would be beneficial to help diagnose that or to kind of prevent someone going into a diabetic sugar situation for sure it definitely would not help me not eat cookies (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i can see how for medical problems that would just take it off just take it off and then put it back on reboot or something (laughs) i'm lying to myself (laughs) well that's like when you get your fitbit if you're not going to do anything you just put it on your dog so your dog (laughs) runs around and gets those steps for you so I guess I could put the gold tooth on my pets <laughs> and they could find out, oh, you've been having far too many friskies. Here's the thing that I'm either most happy about or concerned about. It doesn't seem to measure quantity. I'm not sure how you'd measure quantity. Yeah, me either. It just, it, all it said was just intake, but I guess that would be if the like phone had a app or something and you would set it up to be, I don't know. I feel like this is something like your doctor would be like, you know, you're dying. So we're going to put this tooth on you. And then we'll just, you know, because you're lying to me, like the records, you're telling me you're doing this, but you're not. So now I'm going to track it, you know. I agree. And I can certainly uh, picture the the interface you're talking about. There's going to be some sort of app that takes all Mm -hmm. that data and tells you what you're doing and tells your doctor what you're doing. And yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but data doesn't equate change in behavior or action, right? So like interesting, but I wonder how useful it'll actually be to help someone change like really deep-seated dietary issues. Well, with the Fitbit, I can tell you that I was shocked at how little I actually moved. When I put it on, it didn't show me how many steps I took. It was showing me how many steps I wasn't taking each day. (laughs) I was shocked by how many steps I wasn't taking each day. So maybe this is going to be more of like an awareness tool, you know, something to let people know, hey, it's 10 a.m. and you've already had two times the sugar you should have today. I mean, it sounds like a good heads up to potentially dangerous medical situations. Yeah. See, it wasn't that bad. No, I can't. I really don't see how the the gold tooth is going to take over the world and enslave us all. I don't know. Until doctors like sell that information to the government. All right. Well, there's the the flaming husk of earth (laughs) that we have left to live on, everyone. (laughs) Thank you very much, Tasia. You're welcome. If if we're still around next week, we'll talk to you about something else. Okay, cool. And with our final story of the day, we've got Tyler Ozzy Oswald bringing us some news about Solo, the Star Wars movie that came out recently. And uh, just disclaimer here, even though I'm usually there on opening night knocking small children out of the way to make sure I get a good seat, I have yet to see this film. So myself and much of the viewing world apparently hasn't gone yet. Tyler, what's going on with that? So Solo, a Star Wars story is coming in as a domestic box office failure for Disney and Star Wars. Okay. So right now it's somewhere definitely above, I think it's 189 million currently domestically over 10 days, give or take a couple million. Failure. Yeah, and right now it is, if it doesn't meet at least the 209 million mark, it will have made less money than Empire Strikes Back Hmm. on their release without inflation. That's insane. That can't even be right. Who knows why the movie seats aren't being filled? Who knows why nobody wants to go see everyone's favorite scruffy-looking nerf herder making the Kessel run in 12 parsecs? (laughs) I don't know. I want to go see it. It's on my list of movies to go see the moment I get an ounce of free time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, who knows exactly what's going on? Is it fan fatigue? Are people just sick of Star Wars? We've been getting movies consistently since 2015. 
Well, it's possible that uh, opening night isn't going to be the metric that shows us what the movies are actually valued at. Uh, maybe with all these Star Wars movies, people aren't feeling the need to get out and see it on opening night. Maybe that's why you and I even have put it off for a week or two. God, is there anybody in the room that has actually seen this movie, or is it just a myth? <laughs> Me. Oh, Alexis. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. You threw down the books. Did you pay money, or did you have a card? Um, a, uh, I, I actually movie. paid money. I okay. have a movie pass, mm -hmm. but it didn't work, <laughs> so oh. I actually had to pay for it myself. But I enjoyed it. I'm not a super Star Wars fan. I'm a big fan of the new stuff. That's really why I wanted to see this one. You look like Princess Leia with your headphones on, though. Right. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Reppin'. But... <laughs> Honestly, I I enjoyed it, but I can see why a lot of people wouldn't. So without spoiling too much, I watched a video essay or two on the idea of solo Star Wars story. So mm -hmm. try see if you can kind of confirm this. It is highly speculated that Disney was hoping that the nostalgia factor of seeing Han Solo, seeing the dice in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, mm -hmm. seeing the Millennium Falcon's origin story mm -hmm. would be enough to drive this film. Do you feel that as watching this film that it was more nostalgic set pieces than solo story? I do agree, especially because I have like really no background in it. I right. don't remember the originals that much. So for me, coming with into the movie with that perspective, even I felt like there was a disconnect there. Even though I enjoyed it in the end, I enjoyed the overall story and the arc of everything. I don't know. I, especially if it's a con if they're going to make more movies, I don't even I don't know if I'd really want to go see the rest of them. Oh, this is a conversation I love because we're talking about the audience these storytellers were considering when they made the audience. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they were thinking too heavily about old folks like me that want to live the old days again and see this because it reminds us of our childhood versus you guys who are coming out, out of this with a fresh perspective, mm -hmm. you want a good story. Mm -hmm. The rest of us want little images that are uh, intertextuality. They, we want mm -hmm. things that throw us back in time and make us have feelings. You guys want a story. Mm -hmm. That's where your feelings are going to come from. Yep. And it sounds like these storytellers didn't quite meet the goal of speaking to both of these different audiences. Yeah. It sounds like I'm going to love it because I'm an old fart. And you guys might need a little more uh, in there. So that's interesting to talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing it more than ever now. I feel it's almost a shame that it's being relied too heavily on nostalgia because we look at Rogue One, which did all right in the box office. Yeah. And it had bits and pieces in there for the Star Wars fan mm -hmm. to go, Ooh. You know, get super excited. And then you have that amazing scene at the end that not only serves as a bunch of payoff for those who have seen the original trilogy, yeah. but sets up one of the baddest mofrackers in the galaxy <laughs> and solidifies him for a future generation as mm -hmm. being the big bad of all big bads. Yeah. Very true. Well, this is exciting. I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. But between now and this weekend... It's a beautiful day out there, and I think that I'm going to kick my shoes off, and I'm going to go run through the fields of grass and pick flowers and catch pollywogs, and that's what we old folks do in the summer. I don't know what you guys have planned, but it's a beautiful day, and I hope you get out there and you enjoy it, and we'll see all of you next time on the We Are MCBS podcast.